Good evening, Vancouver, and welcome back to Canucks After Dark, the April 17th edition. And it's a playoff edition, not for the Vancouver Canucks, but just in general, I guess. Uh, and as always, joined by my co-host, Canuck Clay. How are you doing today, Clay? Parker, I am doing well. Thank you for asking. Although, as you and I were both lamenting before we started, it sucks that playoff hockey... Well, it's great that there's playoff hockey. It sucks that we're not watching the Canucks in playoff hockey. Yeah, uh, we've got a, I mean, a bunch of great games going on. There's still games going on. I'm kind of distracted. Uh, wild, wild stars going on behind me. Uh, At least you have a TV in your room. I'm, I'm in a, like a... Yeah, but full... it's behind me. That's not very helpful uh, when I'm supposed to be paying attention here. But... Yeah, we do have, um, you know, some Canucks stuff to talk about. Um, I figured we'd go over, obviously, there was two games that didn't matter other than for seeding, which the Canucks won both of. Uh, and then we, of course, have um, playoff predictions and then also the conferences. All the players, all the um, GM stuff, everything happened. I'll, I'm going to leave a lot of that with you. Um, but let's get started, I guess, um, with uh, with some good old Canucks hockey. Yes, indeed. Believe it or not, it feels like forever ago, but there were two games since our last show. Do you remember anything about either of the two games? No, no. I remember that the Canucks <laughs> needed to lose them both in a perfect world uh, until that last game went to overtime and then it didn't matter. Uh, so it was nice that they won that, I guess. Yeah, uh, but the Vancouver Canucks uh, finish the season with those two wins at uh, what was it, 83 points, uh, mm -hmm. putting them those two wins, put them above St. Louis uh, and then above um, uh, Washington and above Detroit, uh, which would have been nice to be below all of them. Can you imagine who would have thought that in a mean nothing season, basically the season has meant nothing from a playoff standpoint since December and two wins against two crappy teams move us from eighth worse to 11th worse that's crazy that's a big jump it's a big jump and it, it hurts a lot right i mean not yeah. to mention the lottery odds uh, of course but the uh the just the three picks in general right going from you know let's say no movement happens around the canucks going from eighth overall to 11th overall you're gonna get you know a worse <laughs> hockey player you know uh, what i was thinking if games. you if you move your tv or move your camera i can tell you if something happens and you don't I, I will and we will get copyright claimed so oh, I'm trying, I'm trying, you got a little bit of it here um but that's that's all i can do well uh, i got I sean probably should hide that a little bit too uh, well yeah okay just to be safe yeah, there, but you're allowed to have there. a game on in your room. Yeah, yeah. of course. <laughs> I'm not. I'm not legally broadcasting anything. <laughs> That's funny. But you're right. Uh, the Canucks they beat the Ducks three to two. This is the game. Isn't this the game where PD uh, surpasses 100 points? He gets 100 and 101. Yep. Yeah, that was one of them. Yeah. Uh, again, yeah. I don't remember which one was which. Uh, I just remember that they won that one in OT. Yes. Uh, and uh, and I didn't really care about it that much. Because it was all just looking forward to, uh, to some real important hockey, uh, which is what we're, we've had today. And it has been a very good day of hockey so far. Yeah. Are you in any hockey pools, by the way? Uh, yeah, I'm in, uh, I'm in one with, uh, with a few friends that we put together this morning. So it was very you, last minute. Do you like your team? I, I picked, it was a box pool. So I picked oh. everyone from basically Boston yep. uh, and Edmonton. <laughs> yeah, that's safe. Guess who I think is winning uh, the most series? So that was my that was my logic was just take the take the teams I think we're going to go the farthest. That makes sense. No Colorado guys or uh, a couple, but yeah, stuck with it for the most part. No, that's smart. Oh, something's exciting happening behind you. No, uh, no, 
Okay. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> I, no, no, I'm distracted. And I don't even have the TV in my room. <laughs> um. Yeah. Either way, where where were we? Um. I, I okay. mean, the games the games don't really matter, right? I, I, what we were really the only Canucks related stuff that we do need to talk about tonight. Uh, is the the press conferences press availability basically every single player uh, whether we go from you know Tanner Pearson and the whole hand thing or we yeah. talk about management and with you know the, the talk about buyouts today and Brock Besser and you know captaincy and stuff like that we talked we sort of did the whole captaincy thing last week but uh, definitely you know some places we can go uh, with that Absolutely. So Saturday was the player availability, and then today was the coach and the management. So we should probably go in order, and we start with the players. They trotted 16 players out in front in front of the media, including, as you mentioned, a couple of players we haven't seen in a while. OEL has been away for last month or so. And then Tanner Pearson, who we haven't seen since November. And I would dare say, from a player standpoint, that was the most interesting storyline of the day. Would you agree? Yeah, I think so. Um, I think the OEL one got a little overplayed, and I saw. Yeah. I think J Pat was was on Twitter today, being like, you know, the foot injury at the Worlds last year was like a known thing, yeah. but I, I guess people didn't realize how much that uh, theoretically impacted him. Although, you know, I, I part of me just believes he's just a, he's just lost a step, right? And I don't think that's a very outrageous thing to say. Uh, and then, of course, yeah, Tanner Pearson uh, having the whole hand thing and. You know, basically saying, look, the people who know that there's a problem know there's a problem. And, uh, and you know, it's sort of surprising they even put him out there to begin with. Parker, that's a really good point because as soon as he was out there, people, and they're even not trying to excuse their questions, but they're saying, you got to understand, Tanner, we haven't seen you since November. Since tell us about the injury, then it became tell us about the treatment, then it became when did you know it was going to be bad, then it became um, are you filing a grievance? Like it kind of just went up and up and up. And to his credit, he tried to answer, but you could tell he's so mad, man. He's so upset with the team. Uh, he just said, I just want to get, be able to play with my, my kids again. Like that's when you're, when you bring in family reasons and, and off I stuff, you know, it's bad. Yeah. 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 It was, uh, it was, it was tough to hear. Right. I mean, you, you it think was about it from, you know, a, a personnel perspective. Right. And, and, you know, we can look at, the contract and he's got you know one year left and something like that you think of well is that it then right is he going to get you know he's got he's got a paycheck through the rest of this year and then is he just yep. done like he's just he just has to retire and sure you know he's done well for for himself right but you got to think about a guy who you know he'll be 31 at the end of this contract um you know he'd probably be able to, to cash in a few more a couple more years at a, at a pretty recent uh, a recent uh, reasonable um amount of money for probably some other team but yeah yeah it's uh the personal side of it uh definitely sucks to hear treatment notwithstanding parker if let's say tanner pearson is completely healthy and he's on this team let so we're not talking about trading him or moving him uh where do you put him now given who we have now is does he drop to a third line winger for you now i think so and i i think yeah. that's how i always saw him to be yeah. completely honest um you know he's like a, a good third line winger yeah. Um, but I, I, you know, I don't think a team with, with him as your, your second line winger is, is probably super competitive. Yeah, that's true. You're right. And Kuzmenko's ahead of, um, um, I guess Mikheyev's ahead of him. Bovillier will be ahead of him. So there's a Garland's Besser. So yeah, this, we've already named five wingers before we even get to him. Yeah, that's yeah. fair. Okay. Okay. By the way, uh, people, uh, I could tell, uh, maybe, uh, the worst thing for our show is to be going on during an overtime game. <laughs> 
<laughs> yeah, no, I, I, we had the idea of, oh, perfect. All the games are going to have ended right around, um, uh, right around when we start. Yeah. And turns out that uh, overtime is a thing. Now, it wasn't a thing in the early games. Yeah, two of um, them. But in Not these just ones, one. it was. And I didn't even know it was two of them until right before we got on here. Because um, I didn't realize the Kopitar had tied it with like 13 seconds to go. So, yes, uh, yes. yeah, definitely eating into to our viewership a little bit. But that's okay. Uh, I'm yeah. still watching the game. Yeah, and I'm watching you watch the game. It's perfect. <laughs> and on, on this screen, I now have the Oilers Kings about to go. So I'm, how, I'm how, set. How do you do that? I uh, just using the the Sportsnet website. It's terrible, yeah. smart, it's atrocious smart. website. Um, so, so Tanner Pearson, he he talks, and we all feel for him. OEL said, yeah, he he was slow coming out of the gates because of his broken foot, which yes, many people knew about. Anything else stand out to you? You know, PD talked about the fact that he didn't. One thing, Parker, he didn't give uh, Vancouver like the most glowing endorsement ever, but he didn't also say, I can't wait to leave. He said, yeah, we'll just, we haven't really talked about it and maybe we'll start talking about the summer. He was less committal to his contract extension, although nothing bad, than say Patrick Alvin showed today a little more enthusiasm about it. Right, yeah, there was that part of it. Um, and then, of course, there was, you know, to sort of stick on that, uh, on the mm -hmm. Patterson contract side, you had his agent going on uh, with Rick Dollywald today talking about... Uh. Um, you know some comparables and i guess rick brought up like do you see barzell as a comparable and he's like yeah one of them and i'm looking at that i'm like if the canucks got elias patterson on barzell's contract that is just just robbery right like that's yeah. ridiculous um to be anything under 11 i think would be insane um but yeah, yeah i mean the, the canucks are going to be would be stoked to have elias patterson around for as long as possible uh there's also patterson uh going to the worlds seemingly or at least wanting to oh really um, Yep, that was, uh, I think that was said today. They have some insurance stuff to work out, apparently. But mm. uh, what would you think about Pedersen, you know, I think basically being the first Swedish NHLer to commit to at least wanting to go? Yeah, no, it's it's fine. You, you can get hurt anywhere. You can get hurt in the NHL. You can get hurt in the world. You can get hurt walking down on your balcony. So I, I don't worry Washing about... Washing your play. car. Yeah, yeah, many, many things. I'm just going through all the things in my head, how I've gotten hurt. So you could... I think it's good from a standpoint of if he's feeling really good about his game. And I've heard, I've actually heard Pedersen talk, Parker, about how I think he was actually in the Sportsnet video from spring, uh, spring break, from the All-Star break, where he actually talked about a gold medal. I believe he said a gold medal to him means more than a Stanley Cup. Now, maybe I'm remembering out of context, but if he's even thinking like that, then even like a world championships, I could see where it means a lot to him where to represent his country. So I don't have any problems with it. Yeah, it's it's one of those things where, you know, you are more likely to get hurt doing something like that, especially you now have the Oliver Ekman Larson thing sort of looming, right? Where yeah. where he says, Oh, I, I'm still <laughs> I still have my foot injury from last year and if you know, by some you know, the opposite of miracle. I, my, my words are not working today. Yeah. Um, but if somehow Elias Pettersson is not 100% ready to go at the start of the season and let's say into the season, it's already a write-off for the case, Yes. Right? That's By the, way, the Parker, fear. Parker, look to your left. I believe they are reviewing an overtime winner, but uh, no, in the... In the in the Edmonton, Edmonton game. game, so my my stream will be a little bit behind. So oh, I'll, sorry, sorry, sorry. I'll give you my live reaction here as it happens. I'm sure. Um, but yeah, you can. Now, uh, now in the chat, they're saying they scored. Is the re chat? You guys are probably ahead of me and Parker. High well, stick, absolutely okay. high stick. <laughs> yeah, like well, you're right off the bat. Like I like 
live shot that's above the bar for sure point shot was going straight up tip straight down okay coach uh, rob yeah. saying no goal high stick Abs- absolutely high stick now i obviously that's just from the broadcast angle but which is good and you're we okay, they're actually, actually saying... called it high stick on the ice it looks like so we'll see what they review okay. it as everyone is indeed saying no goal very good very good uh let's see oh yeah way high it's above Dowdy's head um moving on <laughs> sorry man I, I get all good i get distracted i'm not even i don't even have the games on <laughs> you know why like, i heard i heard sean yell from my living room that's why <laughs> yeah no it was it was well above everybody's head like the guy's right, holding right. his stick straight up and that's where it hits so um, uh, but we were talking about pd in the worlds i i did say did jb uh, jb Barry say anything else exciting that of note I don't think so. I think that was the only thing that I saw. And it, again, I didn't listen to it. I read all the tweets mm. from it. So that's right. sort of all I had to go off of. Um, so, yeah. Okay. That's good. You want to do some play by play? No. We, is that. I, I, if I wasn't behind, I'd think about it. Um, oh, that's true. That's I, I guess true. I could change this channel behind me, but then I'm looking the wrong way. It's fine. Um, <laughs> but yeah, I mean, that's, that's sort of it on the Patterson front. Was there any other players that you had uh, a, an interest in um when it comes to the player standpoint the first group i remember was pd oh yeah brock uh the, the fact that brock mm. flat out said he doesn't want to be traded he likes the way he played for the final third of the season uh patrick alvin didn't share the same excitement for brock he he did acknowledge that brock's been playing better but he also didn't he said that brock's got to have a big summer apparently every player has to have a big summer parker and you and i should have a big summer but yeah brock did say that he did not want to be traded and he, he really loves his teammates is, is the is the term he used yeah and you got to think uh, i mean it feels like the the brock Besser wheels have been turning since before we started doing this show over to, you know two years yeah. ago now basically yeah. two years ago to the day or to the week um why did we start doing this in an April that the Canucks were in the playoffs? What a bad idea on my what part. What were we doing? Yeah. Um, but yeah, either way, yeah. Um, for for Besser, like again, I I like the guy a lot. Um, he puts up decent points even when he is basically invisible. And you got to think with everything that's gone on, he gets one more shot right mm-hmm, like I don't, mm-hmm. I don't think they're going to trade him this offseason I, I don't think they need to either sure the cap hits a little high but I, I don't think that's where you're going to be like that's not the difference between you making the playoffs and not right 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 any move you are you are thinking about making you know he's probably at a pretty low value right now it can probably wait until the trade deadline at the right. very least so yeah. i don't have a i don't i don't really want to see him traded unless the haul is surprising in return but I think at his current value, I think it would be silly to to pull that trigger now. And Bruce makes a good point. It's not like Brock is going to come out and say, yeah, I do want to be traded. So I, I get that, but it was still... Uh, no, that's a good point, Bruce. That's fair. <laughs> right, but I don't think he'd come out and say, like, no, I really want to stay here. Right? That's true. I think it would be more of a, like, like look, you, you know, I'm... I'm I know it's looking, a business. I'm not yeah, looking I, to be moved, but I know right. it's, uh, you know, X, Y, Z. Yeah. And um, they've they've got ways around that stuff. Sure. Sure. I want to talk, uh, touch on the two other wingers, actually, that Brock is often lumped into as guys that may move. So Connor Garland, what was interesting about him, he scored his hat trick, right? His first career hat trick against the yes. team that he used to play against. So that was the, the last goal of the Canucks season was that nice goal in overtime. But they asked him, because he's been the one who's been first line all the way down to fourth line under Rick Tockett. But you can tell that Garland loves Tockett. He, he was 
the Tuckett was his main coach in Arizona when when Garland thrived, and um, he said he was fine with the way he was utilized, and he didn't have any complaints. So it, it kind of led me to believe that Parker, that I think of those three guys, the third being Beauvillier, that maybe Garland is the one who stays the most of the three. I don't know. Yeah, and and it really gives that like you think about it and you're like well now really would be the worst time also to probably move on from connor garland right you think about it they bought pretty high on him right off yeah, of his yeah. 39 points in 49 games in arizona in that uh in the in the bubble year um and then he comes out and and is kind of you know not just not as good here and then he gets the coach back that he had you know early in arizona right and and now he's performing a little bit better, right? He's he's playing a little better, a little bit more confidence. Puts a hat trick up in his last game. Keep in mind, he only had 14 goals all year before that game, right? Like <laughs> not very good, but maybe that's enough to spur him into doing something more. And it at the least increasing his trade value come the trade deadline if the team's out of it, which we know they might be. Yep. Um, so yeah, I don't I don't hate the thought of of keeping him around as well. Um, Cause again, I don't think, I don't think you have to get rid of him before the season starts. You probably want to get rid of somebody. Right. Uh, mm-hmm. But I think, I think a Bavillier falls a little bit easier into that camp just cause he's had less time with the team. Right. He's sort of yeah. lowest seniority. The, the least fan, you know, like he's less integrated with the fan base at this point. Great point. As we talk about the third of those three wingers in the, the the winger trifecta and Beauvillier, he was asked a, a bit about his play, how much he liked to hear. And then uh, someone flat out asked him to comment on Bo Horvat's comments. And he kind of said what we said last week is Horvat obviously or likely wasn't taking a shot at the fans, just rather uh, caught up in the excitement of a playoff push. So that's kind of weird to ask Bo about Bo, but uh, uh, any story, I guess they're looking for anything. Yeah, of <laughs> course. Uh, and it's their job to ask leading questions that that get clicks and yeah sort of this the way she goes so do you think okay so to wrap this part up do you think all three guys it feels like i asked you this last week do you think all three or it was me a connects after dark are all three guys not no it was on game over are they all connects once the season starts besser garland and Beauvillier? probably think so I just think trades are hard. I, I again, like Bavilia, I guess could be a, a movable piece at the deadline. He is a UFA at the end of next year, so they they really don't have any ties. You know, I, I doubt they're looking for an extension right away. Mm. I think they'd probably want to see how the first half of the season goes. Yeah, um, and I'm sure Bavilia is looking at it like, oh, I'd love an extension after putting up, you know, my basically <laughs> career high, uh, career high numbers uh, over the past you know, the last 30 games of the season, right? 20 points in 33 games. Yeah. I'm a, I'm a 55 point player. Let's, let's lock in a contract around that number. Right. Yes. Um, and that also might, you know, give them an opportunity to move them, but also again, probably not a lot of value, right? Wingers don't have a lot of value expiring contract, um, but maybe the opportunity to do something there. And then Jaskarin really wants us to talk about Quinn Hughes. Cause he's tweeted about it. Uh, left the comment twice. That Hughes was the only one wearing a suit looks like Captain Material to him. That's what Jastrin says. Yeah. Uh, again, <laughs> I, I I said it last week. I'm all in on Captain Quinn Hughes. Um, yep. No problems here. I can be convinced. Okay, so that was the players on Saturday. Then we go go to Rick Tockett 
and Patrick Alvin. So Parker, there are some people kind of wondering why wasn't president of hockey operations Jim Rutherford there? We know that Jim Rutherford said earlier this spring, I got to stop talking. I, that's really Patrick Alvin's job. So, <laughs> so it was only yeah. two of them, not all three of them. Yeah, and that's what that's what my immediate thought was too. When people were like, "Oh, where's Rutherford?" It's like, well, he said he doesn't want to do this, right? Yeah. <laughs> and yeah. and can you blame him? I wouldn't want to either. <laughs> um, yeah, it's uh, so they he's he stays on the sidelines, and and that's fine. Um, I think Alvin is getting better. Yeah, you know, media wise, yes. I think he was pretty well spoken, pretty assertive, and and fairly confident in what he was saying which i think is is nice cracking a couple jokes as well like smiling yeah. actually yeah yeah <laughs> yeah that that only that swedish humor that they all have right oh yeah um, it's hilarious <laughs> but yeah it's uh you know i i think uh, i think he did fine yeah yeah patrick Ovin did feel so a couple of things that were funny parker one of them was uh they're talking about ethan bear and he 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 giggled and he said something like well i don't even know if he deserves a raise but uh, a couple people pointed out on Twitter, you wouldn't joke about that if you're if you're in a contentious negotiation. Yeah, that would be pretty rough if if it comes out tomorrow that they've cut him right or they've <laughs> traded his rights or something like like yeah, that would be that would be a, a bit uncomfortable. Like oh oh no, he was he was serious. Um, yeah. yeah, I mean Ethan Bear's been great, of course, but yeah. yeah. Joked around about JT Miller saying, well, Gretzky got traded in his career as well. So I'm not sure if he's comparing Miller to Gretzky. Yeah, that's some high praise. I mean, we did it with Pedersen, right? Yeah. <laughs> Back yeah. in the day. And uh, why not have two Gretzkys on your team, really? <laughs> two um, Gretzkys. Yeah. Uh, no, I, and I think it's the right thing to say, right? People are going to blow up like, oh, yes, we're listening to calls on JT Miller, right? And yep. it's like, well, of course, you got to listen to calls on everybody because someone might be Jim betting on the other side of the phone, right? And mm -hmm. offer you too much for an aging player. Yeah. Very possible. I mean, we heard the reports that Pittsburgh was very on them, although now that whole Pittsburgh regime is out, um, which uh, might hurt those chances. I mean, there you you saw them trade for uh, Mikhail Granlund uh, yeah. uh, as, for their playoff push, which they didn't make, and now they're stuck with that contract for a couple of years. But yeah, uh, I, I doubt anything happens on the JT Miller side, although I am getting a little bit more okay with JT Miller lately. Yes, yes, yes. And a couple other things that they talked about. Uh, they both, both Rick Talkett and Patrick Alvin identified third line center as a priority, something to fill in, whether it's from within and or, or getting someone somehow with some cap space. But then it was really interesting, Parker. Patrick Alvin, he, he didn't talk at all about going out and get defense, getting defensemen. He said he mentioned Jet Wu having a resurgent season. He talked about how Hirose McCor did played well. Talked about how OEL is going to be more comfortable in a supportive role, supporting Hughes and Hirona. He doesn't have to be the number one guy. And he also talked about Breezeball, Julesen, Burroughs. Not all of them are going to be back. Wolanin, but they had decent seasons. So to me, it sounds like they're going to prioritize third line center over upgrading their blue line. Yeah, and it's a cheaper, it's a cheaper problem to fix right it's it's probably a, a one and a half two million dollar problem to fix instead of a instead of a seven million dollar fix yeah uh, the canucks just have so much money tied up defensively and a third line center is probably going to be a defensive player to help your defense anyways um, win some win some draws right yeah, yeah. not yeah. to say this defense doesn't need help because they do <laughs> um however 
if McWarden Hirose, and again, they this should not be the expectation. But right. if if they're like number five and six D men, like suddenly the Canucks are looking okay, right? Defensively, as in they've got a one, a five, and a six, and maybe a four <laughs> in Ethan Bear, right? So they just have two spots left to fill. Um, Hironic should be one of them. Hironic would be one of them, right? I forgot yeah. about Hironic. Yeah. So we have a two. Um, so you have a one and a two, and a four and a five and a six. That's pretty good. You're just missing <laughs> one guy, right? And and a three D is probably four and a half million dollars, and a three C is one and a half million dollars, two million dollars, yeah. two and a half maybe. Yeah. Um, yeah, I think I think it's okay. Um, I think they're probably looking at the balance sheet and thinking, well, we already have so much money on the defense, right? Like mm. we can't afford to pour more in. It's kind of sunken cost, but. Yeah. Um, I don't hate that idea. I'm sure they're still looking at it, um, but we'll see what happens. And then the other thing that Patrick Ovin said of note was that no buyouts. He doesn't anticipate buyouts because, as we've talked about here, it might look good for the first one or two years, but then in year three or four where it's the cap hit spikes up again, you don't want that happening to you when you're trying to be competitive. So he actually uh, poo-pooed on the idea. Yeah, and it makes sense, right? Unless the Canucks are, are trying to build a, a contending roster in the next year, right? Buying out a guy like Heckman Larson doesn't make sense because that's when you get most of the cap savings or in the first couple of years. And then you remember it goes for double the length of the cap hit. So four years left on a contract. Well, now it's an eight year hit on your buyout, uh, which is just not good. Right. And if you can wait a year, well then the savings get pushed to maybe you're more competitive and then you yeah. only have half the time. Um, you know, it's one year fewer at the tail end as well that you're actually getting hit by it. Um, you know, buyouts are really a, a you know, last uh, worst case, you know, scenario. Great point. Great point. And two really quick hits. Yes, Dermot is alive. Uh, <laughs> Peter, Patrick Ovin talked about him and said it's unfortunate he only played that handful of games and he did, was non-committed about his future as an RFA. And yes, Curtis Lazar was supposed to be a center fourth line winger, but I, I simply don't, think he plays with the speed and tenacity that that Rick Tockett might want. I don't know if you want to add anything about Lazar. Yeah, Lazar just wasn't really a fit. They yeah. I I loved the deal when they made it, like a million bucks for 3 years. That's a yep. that's a very tidy piece of business as we said. Um <laughs> because it was no risk, right? It's something you could bury in the minors or you could get out of really easily and he wasn't really a fit here and they had guys moving up to take those spots. Guys like, you know, Sheldon Dries coming in and, and sort of just being a bit of a better fit. Um, and they said, well, instead of being strapped to this for two more years and taking up a contract spot, we can just flip him and get a late pick and, and just mm -hmm. be off of it, right? It was a no-risk move that, you know, I think the Canucks gained an asset, right? What did they get for him? They got a fourth or a sixth? What, uh, what they... Good question. They got a fourth in 2024. Okay. So again, they, they spent a million bucks on this guy. They got a fourth for him. Uh, and now he's in the playoffs for the New Jersey Devils. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Good, good. He's not playing yet, though. He's still hurt, right? Oh, actually, I don't know what he's doing. I don't know. No idea. Yeah, yeah. Okay. I'm not, okay. I don't follow the Devils very closely. Me neither. Um, they do neither. not have him in their, in the daily face-off lineup, though. That is for sure. Okay. Fair enough. Well, we hit halfway already. Do you want to do some playoff predictions then? Is that where you want to go with the second half? I, that was an idea. I, I yeah. don't know if there's anything else you wanted to uh, to cover. Uh, no, we uh, yeah, the players talked, the, the 
coach and the GM talked. I don't know what's then. I guess the next thing isn't. I guess the draft lottery. I mean, yeah, we and we kind of talked about the Canucks move from six and a half percent down to three percent. They lost three and a half percent in the span of two wins. <laughs> yeah, um, not ideal, really. Uh, yeah. It looks like LA is on the power play here, about to Uh-oh. get kicked off. So with eleven minutes to go in OT one, uh, so I'll keep my eye on that for us. Um, okay. And maybe while this game has not ended yet, maybe this is the series we want to start with on our playoff predictions. Do we usually we usually do some sort of uh, contest for this, right? That's what, oh, I remember we did that last year, and and we because we had the games and it went right. down to sweeps and stuff like that. Um, so let me pull up. NHL playoff bracket. I'm sure you sure. already have made your picks. I've done uh, a couple. Yes, yes, yes. So we we know where we're going. And here. I think uh, I, I don't want to spoil it. Yeah, it looks like it. the Kings have won Game One. Awesome uh, against the Oilers. Um, I'll be able to get a delayed replay here on this side. Um, but yeah, that's uh, Oilers down Great. one in the series, which is surprising. Uh, I'll start by saying I had the Oilers in six in this series. And LA has basically stolen home ice. Uh, so yeah. that is, yeah. uh, that's going to be big. Do you uh, want me to track this or will you? I can track it. Let me okay. start writing stuff down. Uh, L- uh, Edmonton, LA six, and you were the same. Yep. All right. So that's. Stay in the Pacific? Sure. Yep. Vegas and Winnipeg. One? I'll go first. I have, I have Vegas in seven. I think this is going seven. I have, let me look at what I wrote. I had Vegas in five. Nice, nice. Um, Some separation there. However, I would I would be stoked if Winnipeg won that series. I'm not a yes. Vegas fan. Um, so if, uh, yeah, if Winnipeg could find a way to uh, to pull that out, that would be fantastic. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Dallas and Mini. So this game's still going on, going into OT2, I believe. Um, yep. Unless it did end when I was on the wrong channel here. I'm trying to get back to it. Um, Dallas, Minnesota. I went with the Dallas Stars, uh, but that one is the one I'm taking a seven in the West. Okay, I have Stars in six. Okay. Yeah, got that. Next on our list, Colorado, Seattle. Uh, that's a tough one for Seattle. I think. Uh, Do you have them winning a game? I have Abs in five. I also have abs in five. Oh, so we're pretty similar so far. Um, yeah. although not exactly. And then we, we have to look it up. We didn't, we do two and one or something like it wasn't just one and like points. I think I we did remember. three for a series and an extra for the games or was it okay. two for the series, one for the games, something like that. But we're, we're not doing our whole bracket, right? We're going to go round by round. Just, just round one. Okay. Just okay, round okay, okay. one here. Um, so next uh, would be Boston, Florida. Yep. Boston won uh, it today quite handily. And I'm not including that. I have I've wrote this down before. Me too. So. Me too. Me too. Me too. So I have Boston in six. Ooh. I have Boston in five. Okay. God, you're giving uh, Florida two games, eh? I I don't I don't know. I okay, <laughs> no, actually here's what I wrote down. Yeah, I yeah. literally wrote down uh Boston, Florida. The best regular season of all time. No further comment. Bruins in five. Okay. However, they're sick. So Bruins in six. Oh wow. Because uh, they. What do you mean? What do you mean? You wrote comments. Where do you write? Com- who are you writing comments to? Uh, I made a video earlier today. Oh, I'm sorry. My, I gotta go watch it. That's okay. I suck. Uh, 
<laughs> I, I haven't been <laughs> online though, so I'll go watch. No, that's it. Okay. fine. Okay. Good, um, good. Yeah. No, I was what I. Uh, I'm taking all those same predictions here. Oh, good, good. Because I got to be consistent. Um. Obviously, I want Florida to win that because it would be sweet. Um, but Boston's <laughs> too good. They're just yes. too good. Yes, 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 yes. Tampa Bay, Ta- Toronto. Yeah, you know, I don't hate the Leafs. I They're 18 points better in the regular season. Blah, 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 blah. I have Toronto in seven. I have the same. Uh, and, and yeah, I literally like the, the, the curse thing doesn't make sense, right? <laughs> like it doesn't. I'm sure it's in the players' heads, right? Coming into this, like, God, we can't screw this up again. Um, because I know for my beer league hockey team, we yep. choke in the playoffs all the time too. So we come to a playoff game and we play the first 10 minutes terribly because we're thinking like, guys, we can't play bad. And of course, you know, you're thinking like you're going to play bad. Um, I do have Toronto in seven though. Toronto is just a much better hockey team. I think at this point, Tampa Bay's regressed a, a fair bit. Um, yep. However, don't want to count out a guy like Andre Vasilevsky. I think he can definitely steal a series, um, but uh, or at least steal a couple of games. I just think Toronto is is just so strong, um, yeah. and I think it would be fun if I, I think it would be really fun if they won this series and had to face Boston, because that yeah. would be a phenomenal series. And Tampa has played so much hockey over the past four seasons. Yes, they sure have. Yeah, yeah, yeah for sure. Okay, good, 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 good. Carolina Islanders. This is probably the series I I like looking at all the teams. These are the two teams I probably care the least about just in yeah. general like like the Islanders are such a non exciting team for me. Uh and the Hurricanes are are kind of fun and exciting, but it's like it's Carolina. I never really cared about them growing up. So, uh, but then you look at this sort of matchup and and I'm thinking, you know, Carolina's fast and and they've yep. got some some really good players. The Islanders sort of snuck in because, um, you know, Pittsburgh and Buffalo were bad. Uh, and they kind of have that, you know, that style that might do well in the playoffs. I want this to go to seven, so I'm saying it goes to seven. But I'm going to say Carolina takes it. I also have seven, but I think Carolina is going to get goalied. So I have the Islanders in seven. And that's so possible, right? Yeah. Coming into yeah. a series like this, um, like that would not be unreasonable at all. Yeah. And then finally, Rangers and Devils. Yeah, this one looks fun. Um, yes. The Rangers, again, sort of that more playoff-y team, just I think because they're slower. So to me, that's like, ah, oh, they've they got a more bruiser <laughs> style. But in reality, like the Devils are just quick. Um, Jack Hughes is outstanding. Uh, and I want to root for Jack Hughes because we've got one of the Hughes brothers. So I am going, I am going Jack Hughes in seven. I knew the East would give us some divergence. I have Rangers in six. You're right. They're slow. They're Kreider. They're Tarasenko. They're Patrick Kane, who's, who used to be fast. But they, I just like their veteran presence, and I do like the Rangers goaltending a bit better. But we'll see. Yep. This is going. But I do like the fact that tomorrow, like today's hockey is pretty exciting too, overtime games. But the first two games tomorrow, come on, Toronto, Tampa, and New York, New Jersey, so good. Yeah, so it's good. it's appointment viewing. Like I am, yeah. I will be glued to my TV all afternoon, and that's that's what's great about the first round, right? I mean, yeah. you look at this. Like we had we had hockey start just after four o'clock today, and it's still going right now. We got double OT, <laughs> and there's been no breaks really because they staggered the start times by thirty minutes. Like thank you NHL for good doing point. that. Um, 
and I, I let's go to three OT. Why not? Right. I'll, yeah, I'll great. stay up. Like, it's, um, <laughs> no. And, and like, just looking at my numbers, like the East is so much more intriguing to me. Yeah. The West, these series all feel like they have a pretty decent gap, except for this one, this Dallas, Minnesota mm. one. I, I think they're pretty even, but like, I just think Edmonton is, is quite a bit better than LA. They just look so dangerous. I mean, you know, they won nine games coming into the playoffs. Uh, they yeah. lost this one, right? Yeah. But you yeah. know, it's one game and it went to OT and it was, it was a pretty even game. Yes. Uh, and they did score in overtime. It was just eight feet in the air when they knocked down. <laughs> um, right. And then Vegas is in my mind, just quite a bit better than Winnipeg. Uh, Colorado is quite a bit better than Seattle. Mm-hmm. They're all like, I, there's clear favorites on the West to me than there is on the East where it's, you know, uh, Boston and Florida. I think there's a clear favorite there. Toronto and Tampa Bay. I think Toronto should be a clear favorite, but there's the whole Toronto thing yep. and that could go either way. And then we picked separately on the Islanders and Rangers series. Mm-hmm. Um, Cause again, they're really close and I think that's awesome. Yep. I, I want literally all I am cheering for in the playoffs, especially round one, my team's not in it overtimes yep. game sevens. That's all I want. Yes, yes. And speaking of overtime, isn't Dallas just the quintessential overtime team? Like, if you look at all 16 teams, I don't care who Dallas' uh, opponent is. If you had to pick one team, they say, who's going to go into overtime a few times in the first round? It's Dallas. <laughs> yeah, they always seem to be involved. And I think part of that's our, you know, our recollection of that 4 OT yes. back in the day, of course. But yeah, I mean, you had last year with that game seven, right? Where Jake Ottinger stood on his head for and saved like 60 something shots. I don't remember what it was, but mm-hmm. he had like the best, one of the best goaltending performances ever. Um, and he has the, like this series, this Minnesota Dallas series is is going to be just a goaltending war, right? You have yep. Gustafson who was like a 929 or something this season. I don't remember the exact number. It's just something crazy. Um so yeah, there's just a lot of a lot of good, exciting matchups. You know, it's interesting. The Minnesota Wild they basically went back and forth between Gustafson and and Flurry. They rotated them, uh, heading into the last, the end of the season. I wonder what they're going to do for the playoffs. You don't rotate in the playoffs, do you? No, if not a Gustafson wins unless he's super tired. <laughs> yeah, I mean, if he faces 65 shots tonight and loses, and you're like, okay, well maybe you need a rest. Um, yeah. However, yeah. if he faces 65 shots and wins. Or you gotta take him out. He, had a, he, he played 39 games this year. He put up a 9.31, yeah, a 2.1 goals against average. Like that's your starter. That's your goalie. I don't yeah. care that he doesn't have the playoff experience. He's only 24 years old. Like, put him in, right? Flurry's not the goalie he was. Uh, he's still good, but yep. yeah, like give this guy some give this guy some games. Yes. Yep. I agree. He's uh, a lot of young, good young goaltenders. I still think Demko's part of it. Like I, I've heard some people talk on the radio how maybe because with Demko's season, Parker, he's kind of dropped out of whatever. But I, I, they, they put him in that second tier, like six to ten behind mm. the Shesterkin, Sorokin, Vasilevsky, maybe Ottinger. You put in there. I'm missing one. Um, I don't know if Saros is in there anymore, but Halibak and then Demko. Like I think he's in the. I still think he's in the top seven or top eight. Of the yeah, the I think he's a rat, probably around the ten mark. I yeah. think he needs a he needs a resurgence, right? And and he showed a bit of that late in the year, mm-hmm. um, but the beginning of the year just was very negative. And I think he needs to really uh, he needs to reprove himself um, yeah. going into next year. And that's going to be a huge thing for the Canucks, right? If we want to see the Canucks playing games like this, you're going to need Demko playing fifty five games, and you're going to need him putting up a nine fifteen, right? Yeah. Um, yeah. 
And uh, especially this 931 in a year where league average save percentage dropped to like 900. Like that's absurd, right? Like league average was like, what was it? Like 904 this year compared to like 910 normally. And he's out here putting up a 931. That's, that's insane. That's a really, really, really good point. Yeah. And he, by the way, just looking back to him, he didn't say much. He, uh, they asked him a question. What's it like? You know, he, they said your, your teammates, they put, they love it when you're in the net. They expect to win. What's the pressure like of having all your teammates counting eagles? Is nothing. I'm used to, uh, compared to the media pressure or the fan pressure playing here in Vancouver. So Demko's got a, a good head on him. And I do agree with like that dude that says uh, Demko just had a bad year. He'll be back. I think we agree with you. We agree with you for sure. Yeah, for sure. I, I absolutely. Um, and he, I'm glad he showed glimpses of that at yeah. the end of the season. I'm glad he didn't come back. Uh, okay, well, it might have been good if he came back and was bad for draft <laughs> position's sake, but he came back and he won the team games. And yep. that is, you know, if if that can carry over into next year, then maybe it's all worth it. Um, yeah, we know they weren't winning the lottery anyways. Um, so yeah, I, uh, you know, hopefully Demko can be uh, a star again. Yes, yes, I agree. I agree. Have they started playing yet? Oh, I think I got lost for a second there. We good? Oh. Yeah, we're good. I still see you and hear you. Okay. You just cut yeah, out yeah. for me. Um, all right. So that's our, our playoff predictions. Anything else uh, on that side or, or any other topics you want to cover here? Without giving away your, well, you do whatever you want. So do you, are you venture to guess? It sounds like, are you going Edmonton, Boston? If you had to choose, if you, if you had to choose today, or are you going Colorado, Boston? If I have to choose after the Edmonton lost to LA, I'm maybe yeah. I'm now I'm a little like, Oh, they lost, but it's one game. Right. Yeah. My pick yeah. was Edmonton, Boston. And I yeah. took Boston in the final. Um, and I don't know if that hurt. I don't know if that's growth and maturity yeah. or if I'm lying to myself <laughs> and telling myself I don't hurt anymore. Um, who knows? You know, it's funny. Uh, on we had time on my stream last night to do uh, predictions from the community, and they we we did every series. I did a quick one minute poll on 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 YouTube and just let them choose to choose between yeah. the two, and it became Boston over Edmonton by fifty six percent. So it was close, but it was a Boston Edmonton final. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And again, like a month and a half ago, Edmonton wasn't the favorite coming out of the West, right? Mm-hmm. They, you mm-hmm. know, it was probably a Colorado or a Vegas. Uh, um, but Edmonton's just been so good lately and you have McDavid hitting on it. Like they've just been all over the news. They got three guys get 200 points and, and yeah. the stats show, right. Playoff hockey. We think of it as like, Oh, nothing gets called. There's no penalties. It's all, you know, hooking and holding and, and hitting and stuff like that in the first three or four games of a series penalties usually go up. Mm. And then in the last few games of a series penalties go down. Right. Ah, okay. Um, that, bodes really well early in a series for Edmonton. I mean, you saw today, Connor McDavid drew two penalties in 31 seconds, right? Yeah. Uh, yeah. And he just drew a five on three by himself. (laughs) And when you have a power play that clicks above 30%, right, that's going to be huge. And you need to use that to get to like a 3-1 series lead. Yeah. But I think if, if LA sticks in it early, and I think if any team against Edmonton, like they need to survive with their penalty kill for the first like four games. And if they can be at two, two at four games, I think then another team might step up as the favorite. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It's interesting too. You say McDavid's so good at drawing penalties. You know who number two in the NHL is behind was it, McDavid? Was it Pedersen? 
It was. Yeah. That makes sense. Yeah. Which is pretty cool. It's a wonderful, wonderful affirmation for PD's game for sure. Yeah. And McDavid, it's obvious, right? It's because he just skates past <laughs> people. And what are you going to do? Like, okay, I got to take him down. Otherwise he yeah. scores. Right. And it's like, yeah. oh, you took a penalty against McDavid. That was probably worth it. Yep. Right. And, and it's the same with Pedersen, right? He'll just make his way around you. And um, yeah, it's uh, it helps the team a lot. And it, uh, yeah, helps them win games. I, I agree. I agree. All right. What else you want? What else you want? I don't know. <laughs> any uh, any questions, comments, anything like that? Um, I'm still got this Minnesota Dallas game going on in the back, so I can't go to bed yet um, until this ends. So who knows how late this is going to be? Could be a late um, one for you. Very well, could be. <laughs> you want to answer this question from Peter? It's pretty sure. Funny. Um, it's kind of just a random shot at Riley Stillman, seemingly, <laughs> as if ever played defense with my back turned like Riley Stillman. Sometimes it happens. You try to try to avoid it, um, but uh, no, I, I try not to not to do that. If possible. you left shot D or right shot D, right. Oh, awesome. So I, very, I have value. Yeah, very important. Canucks could use you. Oh, I can hear. Uh, I can hear Sean yelling in the. Oh. Huge save by Ottinger on a three on two. Oh, still alive. I wonder what the shots are in this game because Ottinger is probably it's getting a, a workout. Oh, yeah, it's 47 45 okay. for Dallas. They took him off. They had him on the score bug and then they, in yeah, the first OT, and they took him off. Yeah, 47 45 Dallas. Crazy. Um, yeah, heck of a game. Wow. Wish that was us. I know. <laughs> When I was watching Boston, Florida, then some of uh, Edmonton, LA. And then, yeah, it's one thing to say, oh, the Canucks would get killed. But no, the Canucks were great in the bubble. That was that was such fun hockey, man, in the bubble. Last time the yeah. Canucks were in the playoffs. No fans, of course, but... I know. You imagine the difference that makes, though, right? Like, if, like yeah. being at a game, um, you know, with you know, the 18,000 people, just how loud it'll be when that yeah. happens again. Uh, hopefully they win some of those, too. And that'll be unreal. Justin, thank you for the donation. $5.50. Play La Bamba. <laughs> Is with that what the they capital play? LA. That's what the Oilers do. Uh, so I think he's taking a little shot with the LA there. What, the Oilers play La Bamba? I think so, yeah. Oh, okay, I get it. The LA. What a game. One loss closer to McDavid trade request out. <laughs> thank you, Justin. Appreciate that. Thank you, Justin. <laughs> oh, that's funny. Yeah. Um, yeah, it was a great, great hockey game, and I'm I'm just sort of dialed in on this one now. I don't know if there's any other topics that we have because uh, I think we're kind we, of we're kind of we, floundering here. I can tell you want to go watch. Let's, let's let's do three minutes so we get to fifty. Let's do three minutes Sounds of your good. best of your best questions, and yes. we will we will answer them well. Yeah, we get some questions. <laughs> um. Let's see. I'm going to scroll up a little bit and uh, and sure. see what we have. You uh, scroll Rome's up, kind of, scroll down. Rome's kind of debating us on, on the Kings here, saying that the Kings yep. had a, a 26-12-4 record in the last 42 games. Those were 29-6-7. Not too far off. I mean, it's not too far off. It, it is nine points of difference, right? Six yeah. regulation losses versus 12. Um, I think that's fairly substantial, and I think the skill ceiling is is just huge, right? You're talking about Anze Kopitar versus Connor McDavid. Um, Stuart Skinner was very, very good this year, um, for yes. the Oilers as well. Uh, and that power play is just so dangerous, especially if we're talking about, you know, getting to a point where let's say there's three penalties aside per game 
and you know maybe it's not super high scoring i mean we look at every game that's happened tonight you know that was the highest scoring one at four three mm-hmm. but if if you can get a power play goal uh, or two in a game you're probably going to win that game right it's going to be a pretty a pretty good edge on that side and i, I think just because i don't think it's anything against the kings i think it's just the oilers have looked so dangerous in the last uh in the last few weeks yeah that is that is totally fair um yeah and, and yeah you have the oilers are coming in so hot uh here's one uh mm-hmm. who's your con Smythe winner i will take the easy pasternak vote i'm gonna go for allmark nice i think uh i think you could see allmark putting up some some crazy numbers um Throughout the playoffs here, Pasternak is, I, I think, the yeah. the a good bet though as well. Oh man, I got to tell you the very very quick Allmark story. So I did my hockey pool with my church guys yesterday. Um, my season ticket partner Mike was upstairs with his seven year old kid Lyndon. I was downstairs. That's the goal. That's the game that Allmark scored, right? Uh, mm. I, like the, the historic goal against the Canucks. I got, I got to see a goalie goal live. Uh, <laughs> Mike left after the first period because his son was acting up. Um, and, and Mike's a good dad. So he, he took his son home, but then when he realized that he missed a goalie goal, uh, I'm not sure if he's going to bring a son to a game, uh, for the next few years. <laughs> yeah. That's a once in a lifetime thing. Uh, that is uh, that's very funny. Good parenting. Good parenting. <laughs> yeah. There's always uh, that. You can watch it afterwards. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Um, so does that mean all Mark, uh, by extension, is he your Vesna winner? I think so. Um, yeah, his stats, his stats are crazy. His stats like, are absolutely crazy. I mean, what nine thirty eight? Uh, yeah, that's nine thirty eight. It's absurd. Uh, yeah. Forty nine games, one eight nine goals against average. Yeah, you're gonna wow. not not give it to that guy. Um, I think something crazy just happened, but I missed it. I'm gonna jump back here. What happened? Yeah, I can hear Sean yelling too. Uh, oh, pff, sailed it. Uh, wide open net, stars rebound, and he sailed it. I may have to move my uh, streaming setup to my family room for the next one. <laughs> oh, the puck just started rolling on Marchman with a wide open net, and he put it four feet high. Oh, from the slot. That is that is a nightmare. That is That's something nightmare. I do in, in roller hockey, but with with less stakes though. Yeah, slightly, I'm sure. <laughs> Parker, let's let you go watch. <laughs> I can take <Okay>. my- <laughs> <laughs> I just think, you know, it's it's this one's been sort of a it's been a weird one where we have so much to pay attention to, not yeah. much Canucks related stuff. Uh yeah. Wild are about to go to the power play though. Okay. Um That's but yeah, I think uh this game has gone on much later than expected. Um yeah. but uh yeah, I think we should uh we should probably save a bit for next week. <laughs> But we do appreciate everyone that uh, stuck it through with us tonight, or maybe you're doing the same thing and trying to w- watch us. We'll watch the game. We do appreciate you, and we commit to at least while the playoffs are going on, still meeting once a week, and then we'll figure out what we're going to do in the summer. And correction, stars are on the power play. Uh, it was a oh. trip on the wild. Uh, All right, stars have a chance to win it. Um, but yeah, if you did enjoy this, um, <laughs> and I know most of you came after the Oilers Kings game, but if you did enjoy it and you missed any part, feel free to rewind back to the meeting where we did talk about Canucks related stuff. Um, you can leave your playoff predictions in the chat. Um, and if you missed any part, of course, you can find it on your favorite podcast platform as well uh, in about 15 minutes after this is over. Clay, any parting words this evening? Thanks, friends. Enjoy the playoffs. If, if this game, regardless if this game is still going on or not, I'll be streaming in about half an hour, in about 20 minutes at 11.15, if you still want to do some more hockey talk. 
Thank and, you. Uh, uh, they just hit the post. <laughs> <laughs> so it is, uh, it's a good one, folks. Anyways, uh, that is it for us. Thank you all very much for watching, and we will see you next time.